Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for mums passionate about making a difference in the world. Here you can hear more about building clarity, confidence and calm from the inside out so you can create a life and a business rooted in what you want to see more of in the world. I'm your host Debbie, a coach, business mentor and a working mum myself and I'm so delighted to be here with you. Hey, 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 a very warm welcome to episode number 100 of the Balancing Act podcast. It's fab, fab, fab to be here with you. And I feel like I should have a little fanfare or something. We made it. Woohoo. <laughs> um, I know I've mentioned a few times this, the feeling of build up towards episode number 100. Um, and I think that's really because for me, it it feels like a bit of a milestone. And so when I was thinking about what I want to discuss today and what I want the theme to be, I decided that it was sitting right in front of me and I wanted to discuss that very thing. What to do when you reach a milestone in your business or equally in your life as well. Because I think this this theme of milestones, it's really all around us. And I would say um, milestones for me are something that they, they they very much sit in that in-between. Like it's the sign of reach, like the ending of something and the start of something new. And so it's really that natural time to like reflect on what has been and, um, you know, an opportunity to look forward as well. But quite often we don't take the time to pause and actually go through that process. We sort of think that reaching the milestone in and of itself is the thing. But for me, like this is the ultimate demonstration of a cycle in action. And I am really into cyclical working. If we've worked together, you'll know I'm really, it's something I'm really passionate about and the more I integrate cycle, like cyclical awareness into my own business and my own, like my personal practices as well, and also pass it on to my clients, like the more I see it as a really, really key fundamental skill in entrepreneurship. And for me, it really fits into this idea of constant evolution and growth but with the key distinction that it's done in a way that feels good, like it feels nurturing and it feels nourishment, nourishing and it feels like gentle and it feels, it just feels good. <laughs> That's what sums it up. It's not based on that, um, the sort of more scarcity based mentality that I often hear referred to as um, continuous improvement that there was you know there was something missing that there was something not right before and so we need to go and fix that like that to me that's not what cyclical working is about it's really embracing where we are now and seeing where we want to get to so it's really like knowing that what you have now is enough and is right for the time being And that gets to evolve and grow and change, you know, if you want it to. And so I was thinking back about on this distinction because I know that when I first came to starting my business, that isn't 
how I approach things. Like I'd heard of cyclical working, but I didn't really um, embrace it. I didn't really see the place for it. And um, yeah, I was thinking back to why that is. And I thought of, you know, when you think way back to days at school, the we were really taught this um very like spiky way if I, I feel like if I could draw something I could draw it a lot easier but I'm going to describe it as very spiky way of working like you everything was geared the whole school year really and often years leading up to that was geared around the exam period so you worked all year round um, and things got more and more and more intense up until the time of exams. And so by that point, you were really cramming, revising. For me, like super conscientious student, revising at every possible opportunity that you could in preparation for this one event. And that one event really felt like the milestone. And that milestone was the make or break. And I think that point is really, really crucial <laughs> Like it was the make or break that determined the like success or failure. And so what happened, everything, I say, built up and geared up to this one event. And then it was almost like, you know, you're, so you could like afford to give all your energy to that because you knew that afterwards your energy could fall off a cliff and you would have your summer holidays to, to rest and relax and enjoy yourself and get outside and enjoy the sun. And, you know, I think even through university, that's quite often the way of it. Like I remember sitting study, you know, when there was glorious May days outside, sitting studying in my room um, in preparation for that exam. So yeah, that that approach really continued. And I think it transfers very often to workplaces as well. And there's very deadline driven approach. So, you know, deadlines are squeezed or um, they're really, they get, they're really quite unfeasible in the first place, but everyone sort of drops everything else and Everything is geared towards meeting this deadline. But then what happens is that it feels like for your nervous system, that very it feels like a very activated place to be, like, you know, uncomfortably so. So maybe for you, it feels really stressful because um, it seems like the rest of your team are staying really late, but you have to leave to pick up your kids. Or maybe it means you have to open your laptop after bedtime. Or maybe it just means that you really, you know, you've had a a rough night's sleep and still you have to go into the office and like give everything that day. It's just like emotionally and physically, it can feel really draining. And so the deadline comes and then it passes and um, there's no space for summer holidays anymore. (laughs) So your energy can just fall off a cliff and you still have to be there and show up, but your enthusiasm and the passion, um, it just isn't there. And so I like I saw a lot of this myself and I hear it described a lot by clients like you're there in person, but not there's not much going on behind. And I think that that can then quite often it really leads to you like losing the love. It's just not sustainable over um, even sometimes over short periods of time, but certainly even not medium or long term periods of time. It doesn't work in a way that will help you feel good about your work. 
And yet, by that point, it's all we know. Like that way of working is all we know. That go, 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 give everything energy is, as I say, it's been well ingrained by that point. And so it's pretty obvious that when it comes to entrepreneurship as well, we also try to apply that same approach. And what this might look like is like gearing yourself up to focus solely on one thing. So maybe that is taking that big leap into like starting up your social media profile or getting your website in in order or launching a new product or maybe network like going along to a networking event or um yeah going to like meeting and making an offer to a new client for example but we do it with the mentality of like seeing that as the make or break like it feel like that feels like the big milestone on which everything else rests and either it does work out and then we're like oh uh oh like what comes next <laughs> hadn't quite planned for this or it doesn't and it feels like the end of the world and believe me i have been in both of those places like i'm really i really know what that feels like and so what I find is that like this way of working, it just does not work out for us. I think it doesn't work out particularly if you are a one woman business and really like in particular if you are a one mum business because it's not even that it just doesn't feel good, like it actually doesn't work because it's just not possible, it's not feasible Um, and it, because we'll always have other priorities that will always like be higher than our business, you know, family and kids being the big one. And, you know, I've I've spoken recently, I've spoken to this about from people who are just starting up right through to people who are really well established in their business. And they've got to a certain point and they think like, I, I don't really want to work like this anymore. So like, I want to really, um, like call out how common a problem is and also how we really have this amazing opportunity to reframe that way of working and do something about it. Because I think that when we start to work in cycles, like the shift, it can be quite subtle, but make a really big impact. And I think that this, in that cyclical way of working, that's when the real like I'm using my air quotes here, continuous improvement can come in. That feeling of like growth where you want to go and you want to do it again and you want to tweak and refine and get better. Not the, oh goodness, like I really do not want to do another round of this again. I don't want to put myself through that again. Like that's the feeling that we're not on board with. So I've talked about cycles a few times in the podcast. I've had um, a few different guests who are really passionate about cycles as well. But I guess just to recap, um, seasons are really the most obvious and one of the most effective um, analogies for the cyclical way of working where we have that spring energy to begin with where, you know, we have new beginnings, new plants, animals being born, that sort of fresh start. Then we have summer when um, energy really ramps up, the days are longer, like we want to get outside, we want to be active. We we feel like that natural energy is there to really energise us. <laughs> um, then we have autumn where 
you know, the leaves are falling off the trees. Things are, there's real like shedding sort of energy, like clearance of things that aren't needed anymore. Things getting stripped down and, and made bare. And then comes winter where, you know, the days are getting shorter. There's, you just, you want to cozy up. You want to rest. You want to hibernate and stay inside all, all snugly and, and warm and cozy. So yeah, that's it in, I guess, in a nutshell. But the the idea of this, this four-stage cycle can be applied to lots of different things. And I think the key, the key point that I want to highlight is all of the seasons are equally important as the first point. And secondly, crucially, they all rely on one another. So like you can't have one without the other. And when it comes to entrepreneurship, I find it effective to apply this model in two different ways. So the first way I, I want to talk about is a more prescribed uh, method, I guess, of organising your work. So seeing that seasonal cycle in terms of a project cycle. So... um. Yeah, there's sort of some quite natural analogies there where spring gets to be the start of a project. So it's that the ideation phase, like maybe you're in you're planning or um, just getting creative about things, thinking of new ideas and ways of doing things. Then comes summer after that. And summer is the time for doing. So when you're actually putting those plans into action and like getting down to the nitty gritty, that can be when you maybe feel a bit more outward going and maybe if there's like social aspects to what you're doing or team work involved, that would be what that would be very much a summer based activity. Then we move on to autumn and that's the reviewing process, thinking about what's working, what's not, what you might do differently next time. And then comes winter. So it's that downtime and the real conscious time out um, to rest and like re-energise for the next round. Maybe take a, a, a chance to celebrate and you just acknowledge the completion of this cycle. So like I said, it's like all of this, all of those stages depend on each other. And if we if we go like full on summer mode all of the time, then it means we don't have the energy or the enthusiasm sort of left over for the other crucial stages. So you maybe then you don't want to bother taking the time planning or you don't want to do the reflection work or seeing what you would do differently or you don't even want to allow yourself that downtime. But like those downtimes are there to reinvigorate us, like they're necessary for the next time, because if we have the the downtime, then naturally what follows next is that sort of creative spark of um, inspiration and enthusiasm. So, yeah, that's one that's sort of a more prescribed way of um, like planning a project. Um, And. The other way then is something that is a lot more like ad hoc and casual. And if you follow uh, like a natural, a menstrual cycle, this can can apply quite well, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be that sort of tuning into your body and noticing how you feel. 
And it's very much driven by just um, tuning into your energy levels that day and your preferences to what you want to be working on. Um, where And it can be like this can be on a very ad hoc basis. So it doesn't need to be like spring, then summer, then autumn, then winter. It can be like, OK, you know, I didn't sleep well last night. Things felt really crazy at work today. I don't have the capacity. And so I'm going to take some time to actually nourish myself and rest. Because what I find is that when we can see our needs in terms of a cycle, it builds self-trust. So we know that on one day, if we feel like doing a springtime activity or an autumn type activity or a winter type activity, then on another day, we'll feel like doing those summer, summer-led activities. And so, yeah, it really builds that the sense of trust and allows us to build up consistency over longer periods of time. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious as to, to how that lands with you. I'm curious if this feels like something different for you, if it sort of sparked your, your um, curiosity a little bit or whether it's something that you, you feel ready to, to give a go. Um, so... I guess for now, just to complete this episode, I feel that with the podcast, it is in that autumn stage. And next week, I'll be announcing some some tweaks and some changes coming up, which are really, really exciting. It feels like the next stage of evolution for this. But just some journaling prompts to offer up to you in your own autumn stages. There's five simple questions what feels easy just now? What feels easy just now in your business? What feels sticky just now? Like that icky, oh, it all feels like an awful lot of hassle. What would you like more of? What would you like less of? And what would you like to stay the same? So they're all really good questions to ask yourself when you get to that sort of end cycle stage where you know something is wrapping the thing that you've been working on is wrapping up and you don't want to make it the it, you don't want it to be the make or break you want it to like you want to be able to then move on to the next thing so just taking that time for some closure and reflection will allow you to do that so yeah let me know how you get on and let me know what milestones you're working towards just now as well And also, just before we wrap up, I am running a free workshop tomorrow. So that's Tuesday, the 12th of July. And it's um, entitled How to Create a Business That You Can Commit to Going All In On. And this model that we've talked about is a really central theme to that. So one of the things that I'll be discussing is that going all in can look like different things at different stages. It might be, you know, quitting your day job to act to focus solely on your business, but it might not be. It might be one of those stepping stones along the way that really help you. Um, like it gives you that space for practice and testing and refining so that you know yourself when the time is right. So I don't prescribe to this, um, like there's never a right time. So just throw caution to the wind and do it anyway. I'm not a fan of that. I think we know, we know inside when the right time is. And for me, that's when like your nervous system can get on board and support you through the change. 
So if you're interested, then please do come along. I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes and either I shall see you there or I'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can spread the word to all the moms out there who want to create impact and income through a business that they love. And if you're ready to kickstart your own entrepreneurial journey, head over to debbielee.co.uk forward slash start to download your free resource guide now. That's debbielee.co.uk forward slash start.